How often do you anticipate or worry? How often do you anticipate or worry about your speech? Go ahead and answer that. I'm just going to give you a minute or two. How often do you anticipate or worry about your speech? You anticipate blocks. You anticipate getting stuck. You anticipate having a difficult time. Uh, for some people, this happens when they have something coming up days before, weeks before, hours before, minutes before, seconds before. Sometimes you can anticipate in that just the moment before the word comes out, you just feel. Sometimes you just think about it. You say, I know I'm not going to be able to say that. So how often do you anticipate? Go ahead and answer that question. All right. Um, so I'll just let you answer that. Okay. So we got 60%, 63%, almost all the time. 33% sometimes, 6% hardly ever. Okay. Very good, very good. All right. All right. I'll end that in just a few moments. So today, what we're going to talk about is what you can do when you worry or when you anticipate. What can you do when you worry or anticipate blocks? speech blocks or words or letters or sounds when you worry about that what can you do first we're going to talk about why that happens and then i'm going to give you a long-term solution and a short-term solution something that you can use right now if you have questions uh, save them for later because we have plenty of time for questions save those for a little later okay and we'll get to that all right, so let's talk about why. Why do people have speech blocks? Why do they anticipate speech blocks, right? Why do they anticipate? Why do they worry about it? And here's why. It's because of previous experiences. So let me ask you a question. Let's just say that you have someone who has never really had trouble with their speech that they know of, right? Because that most people, in fact, everyone's this fluent from time to time, but most people just don't know about it. They don't worry about it. They don't really care. It doesn't bother them. But let's just say you have someone who doesn't see themselves as a stutterer. They don't see themselves as having trouble with their speech. And so they don't really worry about speech blocks, right? Do you think that in any given moment in time, they would all of a sudden begin to anticipate or worry about speech blocks? So they've never experienced it in the past. What's the likelihood of them all of a sudden out of nowhere start to worry about or start to anticipate, oh, I'm not going to be able to say this word, Oh, I'm not going to be able to say this. What's the likelihood of that happening? I just want you to think about it. The likelihood is virtually zero. Now, it can happen, of course. Uh, it can happen to people who don't necessarily struggle with their speech. It can happen to them um, in an interview or when they're preparing for an interview or they're preparing for a big presentation or they're meeting with someone in authority. 
they might begin to anticipate or worry about their speech then. But many of them won't necessarily worry about particular words or sounds. They might just worry about how they're going to perform. So the likelihood of that happening is almost zero if they haven't experienced it in the past. So that's the answer, or that's an answer, it's probably the answer to the question, why do you anticipate or worry about blocking, right? About getting stuck. I don't really like to use the word blocking, but I'll use it because people know what it means. I usually like to say getting stuck. So why do you worry about getting stuck? And the reason is because <clears throat> at some point you've had previous experiences with it. It's happened to you in the past, right? And because it's happened to you in the past, it's a memory. And what your brain does is it goes and it looks at that memory and it predicts your future behavior. It predicts your future speech. So memories, whatever's happened in the past, predict future performance, future behavior. So your brain goes and it looks and says, <clears throat> have we ever gotten stuck on this word? Have we ever had trouble with these letters or saying this or ordering coffee or making presentations? If the answer is yes, if you have any experiences, then your brain will begin to predict that you'll have the same thing or something similar in the future. Does that make sense? So you say, well, why does it happen? Why do I anticipate? Why do I worry? It's because you've had experiences with this before, even if it was just one experience. Sometimes it just takes one experience of having trouble with a word or a letter or a situation. And then your brain can predict, oh my God, okay, you're gonna have trouble with that in the future. So this is the reason why. Now, the question is, what can you do about it? What can you do about it? So what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna give you some long-term strategies, long-term solutions, and I'm going to give you some short-term strategies and solutions. So let's talk about the long-term strategies first. The long-term strategy, and we're gonna deal with this from, from two sides of the same coin, two aspects. One of the long-term strategies or solutions is to change what you're thinking and how you're thinking about your speech. Now, let me break this down and let me explain this. One of the things that you don't want to do is you don't want to worry about or think about or try to avoid blocking, right? So I've talked to people and they have said, well, I try to avoid stuttering. I try to avoid getting stuck. I try to avoid thinking about getting stuck, right? So when you try to stop something, what you do is you amplify it. You actually make it more likely that it will happen when you try to stop, when you try to avoid. So if you try to stop anticipating or stop worrying, you actually start worrying more. There's a law called the law of relaxation. And it says, in all mental workings, effort defeats itself. In all mental workings, effort defeats itself. So what this means is that if you try 
really hard mentally to not do something, or you try really hard to do something, and you're just putting all your focus, often that effort will defeat itself. It will not work. It'll make it such that you're not able to do it, or it'll make it such that you actually do the thing that you're trying to avoid. And here's one of the reasons why. If you try to avoid stuttering or anticipating or worrying, or you try not to anticipate or not to worry, then in order for your brain to know what that actually means, what does it mean to not worry about something? What does it mean to not avoid something or to avoid something? It has to actually think about that thing. Okay, It thinks about it. So <clears throat> when you try to stop something or you try not to do something, your brain has to think about it, which means you amplify, you start becoming more anxious about it. You actually start to think about it more. I hope that that makes sense. So what should you do? Well, here's one part of the long-term strategy. You think about how you want to speak, how you want to feel, how you want to impact other people. And I would just like to summarize this, and you've seen this before, and you're going to see it again and again. I may even have talked about it in the last webinar. <clears throat> and I talked to my coaching clients about this. I talked to them about it um, in a lot of our sessions. In fact, I talked with one guy who just graduated yesterday, I believe, Rick and Vic. So rather than anticipating or negatively anticipating or worrying about your speech, what should you do? What do you want to think about? What do you want to anticipate? Well, you want to think about whatever it is that you're going to say in the conversation. Um, and we'll talk about the difference between kind of informal conversations and more formal things. But just in general, I'm going to think about is what I'm going to say or is what I'm saying relevant to this person? Is, is it important to this person? Is it relevant to this conversation? Or is it valuable? Is what I'm going to say of any value to this person, right? Is it, is it valuable to this conversation? Is it valuable to the person? Am I and how can I engage or impact? How can I hold this person's attention? This is where your speaking skills, your proactive speaking skills come in. Your body language, your voice inflection, how clearly you speak, how fast you speak or how slow you speak, right? If you're speaking too fast, It'll be hard for people to follow. If you have an accent and you speak fast, that's even worse, right? So how can I engage this person? How can I make sure that I'm making good eye contact, that when I'm speaking, the person is listening, and when they're speaking, I'm actually present and I'm listening. So what I'm saying is you want to be thinking more about this until this becomes natural and automatic, which it will, where you don't even have to think about this, <clears throat> but you want to be thinking about this for now until it becomes a habit. How can I engage this person? How can I engage this group, right? And then the third one is to see how can I, how can I make sure that what I'm saying is clear, both stylistically and structurally? How can I make sure that it's clear? That means when I'm speaking, you should be able to hear what I'm saying. I should be enunciating. I like to call it articulating, right? You should be able to follow what I'm saying. My volume should be such that you can hear what I'm saying. I remember when I used to do uh, a lot of public speaking. I used to teach workshops or I would preach or do whatever. I was a, a professor and so forth. Uh, there were times when I would do a workshop 
and I wouldn't want to be walking around with a mic. So I had to learn to project my voice. So people would always say, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. It's because I'm more of a soft spoken person. So I, I had to learn how to project my voice so that my speech, the message that I was trying to communicate was clear. They could actually hear it. So your speaking style, you want to make sure that's clear. People can understand what you're saying, but also your structure. Have I logically structured my thoughts? Am I articulating my thoughts in a, in a logical way where people can hear me? All right. But Julius, are you popping in here? Hello? Yeah. Not able, to, not able to see you yet. Oh, hold on. Let me see if it's in my... Uh... I'm seeing something, but I can't see you oh, yet. Oh, hold on a second. I know what's going on. Okay. And then... What I'm going to do is once we get you in, yes, then I'm going to have you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Beautiful. So what I'd like for you to do is go ahead and turn your video and audio off for right now, and then I'm going to bring you in pretty soon. Beautiful. Okay. Very good. Very good. Great. <laughs> so glad that you were able to make it in here. Okay. So, uh, Rick and Vic, this is what you want to be thinking about right? The law of substitution. If you're thinking about this, you can't be thinking about that. So if you're thinking about Rick and Vic, you can't be anticipating or worrying about your speech. Now, once again, let's just say you're going to order coffee. Well, the thing you don't want to be doing is anticipating, okay, I won't be able to say this. I won't be able to say that word. What eventually happens as you go through this process, right? The Pro-90D smooth speech system, is your identity changes, yes, but your thinking changes and it gets to the place, in fact, Julius can talk about this, where you just, you stop worrying, you stop thinking about, you, you just think about what everyone else thinks of, you think about life, you think about what you want to order, what you're going to do later, you just stop thinking about that stuff. It's a process, right? It's a process. But the goal here is, in the long-term, at least part of the long-term strategy, is to not try to stop worrying or thinking, right, or anticipating. It's to just think about, it's to substitute that with something else. And one of the things you can substitute it with is Rick and Vic. So for example, I've been doing this for a while, so when I do webinars, I don't think about my speech at all. I don't think about it. The only thing I think about is this. What can I say? that's relevant? What can I say that's valuable? How can I make sure I'm holding your attention? How can I make sure it's logical and clear? That's it. So I don't have time to think about, well, what if I get what if I get stuck on camera? Oh my God, right? Now, certainly I could think about that. If I did, it would probably happen and I'd probably be anxious and I'd probably be worried. But I've created a new pattern of thinking where I think about and focus and concentrate on something else. Now, if it's something like ordering coffee, I don't think about that at all like I used to, right? Or making a phone call and having to give my phone number or something. I don't think about that anymore. I think about something else, but it's all a part of the process. So that's one half of it. That's one side of it. What's the other side? The other side is to focus on or practice speaking the way you want to speak. These are long-term strategies. Now, I'm going to give you some short-term ones but we're going to get Julius in in just a couple of minutes to talk about what we're talking about now. Okay. So 
one part of the long-term strategy is to change your pattern of thinking rather than trying not to worry, not to how can I not do this, trying to avoid it. You simply shift your focus to something else. And, and I'm giving you one example of something else that you can think about on a regular basis so that you don't worry or anticipate. Now, the second part is for you to practice speaking smoothly, right? To practice speaking smooth. Because if, if you practice speaking smoothly, now I know what you're thinking. Well, if I stutter, how can I practice speaking smoothly? Well, I'll give you some examples because we have, we have a system, we have uh, tools in place to help you do that. You practice speaking smoothly. Why is that important? Because it's how your brain works. When you experience smooth speech, successful speaking experiences, when you experience that, what you're doing is you're imprinting, you're impressing a successful speaking memory, a successful speaking experience, right? And what does your brain use to predict future behavior? It uses previous behavior. This is one of the things, one of the most important things, right? It uses previous experiences, uses memories. It goes back and says, how did we say this before? How did we react? How did we respond before? Okay, well, this is probably how we'll do it in the future. It's a pattern. Remember, your brain is efficient, doesn't want to spend a whole bunch of energy trying to create something new. It just says, bam, have we done this before? Have we done something like this before? Yes. Great. Then that's, that, that's how we're going to do it in the future, right? So your brain goes back and says, have we spoken smoothly in the past? No. Okay, then we're not going to speak smoothly now. Have we spoken smoothly in the past? Yes. Okay, great. Then it's possible that we can do it in the future. So someone says, well, Mike, how can I speak smoothly? Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. We have something called proactive speaking skills, right? Proactive speaking skills. We have modeling. We have free flow speaking. I'll just talk about those. So those three things are ways that we help you start speaking smoothly almost immediately. I have a client that I started working with not too long ago. I was talking to him yesterday, and he was speaking. He was getting stuck, speaking real fast, and using lots of filler words. And I said, okay, let's... Let's look at your modeling style. Let's look at how you speak when you model. And let's slow down. Sometimes people can't even model unless they slow down. So we show you how to slow down. We don't just say slow down. We give you tools to help you slow down. And then we talk about modeling, which can also help you slow down. So as soon as he started to slow his speech down, and mod, he immediately and instantly started speaking 100% smoother. So just seconds before, he was getting stuck, getting choppy, right? And then as soon as he slowed his speech down and I told him how to do it, 100% smooth. So we have the tools to, to kind of get you started speaking smoothly. And then the more you exercise those tools, the more you model, the more you speak proactively, right? the more you practice free flow speaking, the more you get out and you speak with people, the more memories, the more experiences you create, and the more your brain, the more data, 
right? Your brain has to draw off of to predict your future behavior. That's the other part of this long-term strategy is you need to be able to practice speaking smoothly, right? And we have the tools to help you do that. You need to start thinking about how you want to speak, right? And we have the tools to help you do that. So once you start doing those two things, your brain automatically starts to draw off of that and predict how you're going to speak in the future. This is a process. So, Julius, go ahead and turn your video and your audio on. And I just wanted you to share any relevant experiences you have about perhaps how you used to anticipate or worry about your speech and then how now, probably for the most part, you don't. Okay. I'm not able to hear you yet. Can you hear yeah, me I can hear you. Go ahead. Good. All right. Awesome. First of all, thank you for this opportunity to be on here to share my experiences and to help others as well. Um, really grateful to be here, first and foremost. And yes, talking about the anticipation that I used to have and the anticipation that I now have, which is not negative, but it's a positive. I still anticipate, but it's a very different thing. It's completely 180 turned. So back then in the past, when I did not have any skills, tools, didn't know anything proactive about my speech, everything was internal in my head, I anticipated everything negatively. I was like the spotlight was on me, not on anybody else. I was internal. I was in my head. Spotlight was on me. Judgment is on me. Everyone is thinking about me. It was just me, 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 me. So the anticipation going into any speaking situation was always negative. I always went on the bad train, the one that you talk about on your program. I would anticipate the worst. I am going to get stuck. I am going to stutter. I, this is going to be a bad experience. Like you literally feel it and you believe it. And it's the first thing that starts in your head. The thoughts start first which was automatic. So the negative thoughts were ahead of it. It was automatic. So from there, then it started to manifest into my body, through my speech, physically, you know, mentally, physically, everything. Mm. So back then, trying to change that and reverse it took time, took effort, took a lot of just energy, persistence, discipline, and time, like I said, time. So I do recall many times in the past, I still remember those horrible experiences that I had and I can vividly experience them, but it's not like they affect me anymore. I can see where I came from and I saw the process that I had to go through to get to a point where the anticipation is changed to where now I don't go into a speaking situation with the spotlight on me, it's on everybody else. They have the spotlight, right? And I don't think of them judging me or what they think about me. I'm trying to give them the message that I'm trying to portray to them. And so the anticipation is actually a positive anticipation. I can't wait for them to hear what I want to say. 
I can't wait to see what they think about what I am trying to give them, you know, what, like whatever information that I'm trying to give them. And so it's not negative anymore. It's actually a positive, exciting anticipation. And when you see the successful speaking experiences that you have, you anticipate more of the successful speaking situations. You don't anticipate any more horrible, uh, negative speaking situations that will come afterwards. So it's nice going back and still knowing where you came from and you still remember the horrible speaking situations that you had and then seeing the new improved speaking situations and that the anticipation has flipped from negative to positive. It's not internal anymore. It's external now. You're focused on everyone else. So that's why the Vic and Rick will just really opened up doorways in this whole speaking situation. I mean, a speaking journey. You're a firefighter too, right? <clears throat> a firefighter and a paramedic. And a so, paramedic. so exactly. With my job as a paramedic, I have to give vital emergent information to nurses, to doctors, to patients, to their families. There is no time to think about myself. There is no time for that. So I learned quickly that, wow, um, I need to definitely bunker down, get disciplined, and start doing this program consistently because this will be the gateway to me in order to do my job the way I need to be doing it. Because there's no time to think internally about people judging me, about the light on me, the spotlight on me. No, I need to give information fast and quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, but that was interesting where when I was in those situations that I didn't have time to think about myself, but the patient, I was speaking fluently in the hospital with the doctors. And I think I told you, sir, that when I was with you, I would say, wow, if I'm not at work, I have so many challenges with my speech, but at work, I don't have time to think about it. I have to give this, this, this report mm -hmm. to the doctor and I'm not even thinking about the words. They're just coming out. Why am I not having problems at work? Because I'm not thinking about my speech. Right. It's replaced Vic and Rick, you know, the, the value I need to give to them. Like the information has to be clear. It has to impact them. So I'm thinking about them, not me anymore. It's, exactly. it's other centered, not self-centered. Yeah. So I've got a I've got a um, a recent experience, an example of what you just said uh, as a guy I'm working with, and he told me just uh, when we met either earlier this week or last week, he said to me, he said, you know, I've got some wins that I need to tell you about. One was this big meeting that I had to go and I had to present to these executives and so forth, and he said that, you know, I'm not going to go through everything he said, but one of the things he said is that by the end of the meeting, I was sad. He was sad. <laughs> Why do you think he was sad? He was sad because the meeting was over and he wanted to keep talking. He said they asked him questions. He just got in the flow. He did his self-talk and all that. And this guy, when he first came to me a month or so ago, a little, he was in a panic he would avoid speaking situations. There were certain words that he just knew he would get stuck on. So within a very short period of time, his anticipation flipped from negative 
to like being sad that he couldn't keep going, that he couldn't keep on speaking. And so for those of you who are watching this, I'm telling you, and, and Julius is a, a perfect example, and I just gave you another one, and there's thousands of other ones, that your anticipation will flip from negative to your wanting to talk to people, wanting to present, wanting to do stuff like this, right? Yes, sir, go ahead. couldn't do it because how can I go in and speak to these patients and these nurses, these, these, author, these people of authority? How can I do it? They were freaking me out. Um, people who had way more years in this job of field and me, how can I do this? But then when I got more of the successful speaking situation, I wanted to do it more. I wanted to go talk to them more. I was excited to do it. I wanted to approach all the doctors, doesn't matter who it was, what rank, I was excited to do it. Complete flip from where I used to be. So yes. Very good. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> okay, so, so I'm gonna continue on. We're gonna talk about uh, just a little bit more about the long-term strategy. Then we're gonna talk about short-term strategies. Then we'll bring Julius back to address that. And then we're gonna just answer questions for the rest of the time that we have. So long-term strategy, change what you're thinking about change what you're thinking about, and this is long-term and short-term, but you're changing your, your thinking patterns, right? And you're also changing your speaking patterns because you're going to practice, you're gonna practice speaking smoothly, proactive speaking skills, modeling, free flow speaking in the program. It's a system and what you learn how to do is to start speaking smoothly until it becomes a habit it becomes natural. You no longer have to try. You no longer think about it. That's long-term. Let's talk about short-term. Short-term short term would be tactics. So you could call them tips. You could call them tricks. I don't like to call them tricks, but they're tactics. They're techniques. I like to call them tools. They're tools that you can pull out and use. So let's talk about a few of those tools, which you're going to find in the system. And these tools are short-term, but you can use them whenever you need to use them. So <clears throat> one of them will come from the proactive speaking skills. And I'll show it to you, basically. Um, and it's called airflow linking. That's one. Emphasizing. Emphasizing is another. And there are some other ones here, but emphasizing actually includes a lot of them. So we'll just mention some of them. Now, somebody may say, well, I've tried airflow linking and it doesn't work. Well, I've had clients, I'm working with them, right? I've had clients who said, I've tried airflow linking, it doesn't really work for me. I said, okay, let's practice. Let's see how you actually do it. I said, okay. So they'll be speaking. I'll show them how to do it. They'll be speaking and they'll be about to get stuck on a word and they'll airflow link it. I'll say, okay, so what did you just do? And they say, well, I did this. And then, and you can see where they actually stopped 
So they thought they were airflow linking, but they actually were not airflow linking. They thought they were, they were trying to, but they didn't. So I said, okay, instead of doing that, I want you to say it like this. I want you to do this with your breath. I want you to do this with the word. I want you to blend that word, right? And so once they did it, I said, aha, they were able to say it, right? They were able to say it. I said, oh, okay, so this really does work, right? This really does work. So if you think you've tried airflow linking and it hasn't worked, I can almost guarantee you it's because you probably weren't doing it correctly. And it's very, very easy to not do it correctly. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the coaching is so helpful because you may not know. You may assume, you may try stuff, and you may assume that you're doing it, but you're not. And we're also going to have opportunities um, in our new group for people to practice and so forth when you join the system. So uh, proactive speaking, airflow linking, airflow linking is one very powerful tool. If I were to anticipate getting stuck, I would use airflow linking, right? If I were to anticipate getting stuck on a word, I would use airflow linking. Let me give you a word that even until today, when I think about it, I need the airflow link because I would probably get stuck. Communication, the word communication, right? Now, most of the time I can say the word without having the airflow link it because I'm not thinking about it. My identity has changed. But if I think about it, I need to somehow airflow link the word communication. So I keep the air flowing. I'm linking the words together to say, to say communication, right? So when you use it properly, and there's a whole video, I do a whole video on airflow linking, then 90-some percent of the time, I don't want to go all the way up to 99, but I would say if, when you use it properly, you're over 95. Sometimes it's 97%. Sometimes you have to do it twice, but usually it's only once. It will work. Airflow linking will work. And it's really just natural speech. It's just you're maintaining airflow, linking those words together, right, so that you can get it out. Now, why is this important? And why is it short term? It's short term because it's a tool, it's a tactic that you can use when you anticipate. Oh, I don't think I'll be able to say this word. Let me airflow link it. Let me airflow link it, right? But also, it is important because it creates successful experiences or memories for you. So if you can say the word, you don't have to avoid the word which is also a tactic that you may have to use from time to time. You don't have to do that. You can say the word, then your brain says, wow, we were able to say that word. We had to airflow link it, but we were able to say the word we wanted to say. All right, emphasizing another little tool. So let's just say there's a word that you feel like you're going to get stuck on, then you might emphasize that word. So let's say the word is emphasize. So you might emphasize when you're saying that word. Perfectly natural sounds totally natural, even sounds better when you emphasize the word communicate. Communicate. Notice how I'm using my body, using my hands, I'm using my face, I'm using my voice to communicate. So I'm emphasizing that word. Emphasizing can include multiple speaking skills like extending, blending, inflecting, body language. Okay. So someone wants me to give perhaps another example of airflow linking. So let's just say 
the word is stutter. Let's just say stutter or stuck. You know, I get stuck. I don't like to use the word stutter. So let's just say I want to say the word uh, stuck. So sometimes I get, I get stuck. So airflow linking would say, so let's say I see, okay, man, I need to say the word stuck. Your brain has already scanned the head and said, I need to say the word stuck. How do I airflow? So what you want to do is one or two words before the word stuck. So you've got to be speaking slower, right? And all of this can happen almost instantly. It's not like it's just, I'm explaining it slowly, but it happens just like that. So you say, okay, man, I feel like I'm going to get stuck. And you say, um, you know, I feel like I'm going to get stuck. or I feel like I'm going to get stuck. So what do I do? I airflow linked, going to get stuck, or I airflow linked, get stuck. Took some breath, and I said those words together, right? So what I did is I tricked my brain to make it seem like get and stuck were one word. I tricked my brain to make it seem like getting stuck was one word, and I said it, and I took some extra air because you know, I might have needed that air because I was feeling a little anxious around that word, right? So that's an example of airflow linking. Now, um, there's many others, and there's other ways to do it. You can do anticipatory airflow linking, meaning you can see something coming and make sure that you link the words before you get there. Then there's airflow linking where you're speaking and you get stuck. You don't anticipate, you just get stuck. You just stop to go back a couple of words and you link them together. People do this all the time when they, when they repeat themselves, right? When they, they, they repeat themselves. Why don't they say they the first? Why don't they say they repeat themselves the first time? Well, the brain has its own way of correcting our deficiencies, our disfluencies, right? So your brain will just repeat the word, just repeat the word, throw in a filler word, right? Throw in an ah. So let me give you another set of short term strategies introductory words and transitional words. Introductory words and transitional words. What do we mean by introductory words? Words like so, words like, okay, words like, well, uh, sounds like a quiet, ah, uh, like I just did, ah, uh, right? Not ah, uh, um, 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 right? I'm not telling you to do that. Do not do that. There are times where we all do it, right? But introductory words and or a quiet, ah, uh, ah, uh, let's see. So, so for example, if I were to say, uh, what time are we going to go out, right? So I might say, uh, what time are we going to go out? Uh, what time are we going to go out? You wouldn't even have heard that uh, if I didn't tell you. Uh, what time are we going to go So it's just a little sound to get the air flowing. Or, so what time are we going to go out? So, so, so what time are we going to go out, right? Now, these are short-term tools, but they can make all the difference in the world. I used to have to answer the phone for a living, so I used I used to have to say, uh, yes, hello, because I couldn't say hello. So I would say, yes, hello. Yes, hello, this is Michael Williams. Welcome to blah, blah, blah. That can be the difference between you saying something and not, just throwing a so or throwing, and how are you doing today? Uh, so how are you doing today, right? Uh, let me get this, right, your ordering call. That can be the difference between you being able to get the air flowing to say something, right, and not. These are all introductory words and or a quiet sound, right? And then there is when you absolutely have to, you may need 
to change the way you say something. You may need to substitute. Those can all be tools, but they're tools that you don't want to use unless you absolutely have to because you have all these other tools that you can use. But not only do you have these short-term tools, you have the long-term strategy, which is changing your speech. It's changing your mindset. It's changing your identity so that you rarely, if ever, have to use these tools. Does that make sense? But you do have the tools that you can use. So this is very important to know that, hey, um, if I employ these tools, because I want you to think about your speech like water that flows. I tell my coaching clients, think about your speech like water that flows, right? It's going to find its way over, around, under, but it's going to keep flowing. So if I have to throw a so or an and, well, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk. If I have to do that to keep the flow going, well, so what? Because what is it doing? What it's doing is it's creating successful speaking experiences for me, right? I'm experiencing smooth, flowing speech. And as I experience smooth, flowing speech, my brain has those experiences to fall back on. So, Julius, tell us about how, if you can remember, <laughs> back then, if you can remember, tell us a little bit about how the, the modeling practice, because modeling is, is another long-term, but how the modeling practice, but also how some of the tools helped you transition from where you were um, to where you are now, where you probably just don't even think about, you probably don't rarely need to use tools. So just tell us about how some of these tools helped you. Yes. do I want my speech style to be like? So that's the long-term goals, those two right there. And to get there, you do the short-term goals to get to the long-term. I think, uh, can you still hear me or? Oh, okay, beautiful, okay. So, and then I learned, now how do I get to the place where I have a new speaking style? Well, to be proactive in your speaking consists of knowing what amazing smooth speech consists of and the skills, the tools that the program gives you, extending, blending, enunciating, inflecting your words, emphasizing, all these skills, airflow linking, these are the skills that great, amazing, smooth speakers use. Oh, wow, I never thought of this. I never actually used them. I never, it never came to mind. Everything was so re uh, reactive to me. So, I started to practice those, the skills, but they were short term. Why? Because you can't solely rely just on the skills. You have to go beyond that because to get to the long-term goal of changing your identity, 
now you have to model. Now you have to go beyond just skills and tools and using tips and tricks to, to fix your speech. It's not about fixing. It's about becoming something new. So what is the question? I mean, the question is, how do we change our speaking style? Well, who do I want to sound like? I know a lot of amazing speakers that I look up to. And Michael Williams is definitely the model that I use. There's some other ones as well. So when I model, I automatically use the skills and the tools that are taught in the program. So amazing speakers use these skills, use these tools when they are speaking. So instead of focusing on the skills as a reliance to me, becoming a better speaker, I need to focus on modeling, which is the umbrella and everything else falls under modeling. That will get me to the long-term goals of changing my identity and the way I speak. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, yes. Julius, <clears throat> I'd like for us just to take, actually, however long, um, if if you have to jump off at some point after one o'clock, you can. But um, you know, I like to stay until we've answered mm -hmm. most questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll so, be let's go through. And I see that you went through and answered a, a bunch of questions already. So, thank you very much for that. Yes, uh, I typed them out for. Yeah, one person said, uh, "Does the self-study have the same effect as coaching in terms of content?" So, yes, the the self-study is where the content lives. It lives in here, but it also lives in the self-study, right? So that's where you get the videos. We also have uh, PDF transcripts now every lesson. So you get the videos, you get the audios, you get the transcripts. The system is there. What does the coaching do for you? Well, I think the best person to ask would be Julius. So you're, you're doing the self-study. Let's say you can't afford the coaching right now. You just can't, or you're not sure, you're not ready. Perfectly fine. Start with the self-study. You're going to get the system. You might not need the coaching. We're not saying everybody needs the coaching. I can't coach everyone. I have coaches who are in training right now, and I have another coach who's working with people, but not everyone needs the coaching. But the coaching can accelerate the process. It can make it easier for you. It can make it faster. So someone says, why would I want coaching? Let's say I can afford the coaching. I'm trying to contemplate why what. So, Julius, what, what was so special about the coaching? Yes. So you are correct that the self-study and the coaching, same content, same everything. But with the coaching, it's very – like you have someone there, a mentor to walk you through. feel like sometimes when you go into something, you have doubts, you have worries, you – you try it out and then you have this temptation of maybe uh, that this might not work. And then you go through some bumps in the road and it discourages you. So it's easier to fall off and jump off the program, do something else. But with the coaching, it keeps you accountable. It keeps you motivated. It inspires you to keep going. You have someone there to push you through. And when you do go through bumps, he tells you why it happened, the reason for it, and to not you know, go backwards. No, this is a good thing. And then he helps you along the way. It's like holding your hand all the way through. 
So honestly, if you want to do the self-study first, of course, that's totally fine. But if you feel like that you need the extra accountability, someone to hold your hand while you go through it, that is no problem at all. I actually started with the coaching. I didn't even think about the self-study. I wanted to go directly to the uh, the source, the man who made it, and say, you know what? I need help. I need you to walk me through it. And then when I did that, I had the confidence and I had my own self-accountability of how to do this thing on my own afterwards. And so after my coaching, I actually went way back. I started all over again. I went through the system all over again, and then I did it again. But this time I know that I can do it on my own because I did it with someone else. So it's all personal preference. Start with either or, but coaching is very, very important. It does help a lot more because you have that person there with you that created it, that knows it. And he has a resume of all types of students in the past, their testimonies. And so he knows like what to do on the first day, what you should be working on because no one's the same, you know? Yeah. Thank you. So there's a a few other great questions that I want to answer, but first I just want to, to piggyback on what you said, uh, some of the major benefits of the coaching, we could, we could break it down to three things. One, accountability. Julius said that. Holds you accountable. That's important because people get off track. They get off track. Um, or they pick and choose the things they want to do. They say, ah, oh, the modeling, I'm just going to go straight for the tactics, for the tips and the tricks. And they miss out on the long-term benefits that change your identity and mindset. So now they're just operating off tips and tricks, which don't always work in every speaking situation. So Julius talked about, so accountability holds you accountable through the entire process and keeps you going long enough to change your brain, to rewire your brain, where some people, they go through the dips, like Julius said, and then people will give up where they'll slack off or they'll go look for something else, some other tip or trick through some other program. Uh, so accountability, evaluation and feedback. I've been doing this for a decade. I have another coach now who's been doing it for a little while now, and he's learned from me. And we can look at you and say, bam, this is what you need to do right now. I use the 80-20 rule. What's the one or two things, the 20%, that you need to focus on right now that's going to give you 80% or more of your results very, very quickly? I can look at you and find this out pretty quickly. And then we zoom in and focus on that. This is not something that you could probably see on your own, right? Now, if you go through the system, you'll figure it out. You will work it out if you just do the system. But the reason I say coaching accelerates the process is because I can look at you and within minutes say, this is what we need to focus on. Take this module, uh, this lesson, use this technique or whatever. So it accelerates the process, evaluation, the feedback. And finally, encouragement. People want to give up. When you go through a dip, you're just like, is this really working? It's probably not working. Let me go try something else. So I help to keep you encouraged. I can't make you do stuff, but I help to keep you encouraged. Now, someone asked a question about DAF, delayed auditory feedback. I've had many, many clients come through all the way back from the beginning when I started the coach 10 years ago who used the device. I can only tell you what they told me or whatever I've researched, that 
it often works temporarily. It works temporarily because right? it delays the auditory feedback. So what happens is once your brain catches on to that, it kind of rewires itself. And for many people, it stops working. Right? I can't say for everyone. I can say for all the people I've worked with, it stopped working eventually. You want to say something, Julius? Yes, sir. Oh, that's right. 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 for me so because i learned this is about habit transformation yeah and it's and it's not just about changing remember we have a multi-pronged approach here we're not just changing how you physically speak that's just one side of it and it's important yes and there are other programs that can help you do that but we're also talking about changing your mindset your mindset because you can change your speech but if your mindset and your identity still thinks of you as a stutterer and that you, it's going to pull your speech back, right? Or as soon as you have a disfluency, then you're, you're, the way that you think and your identity just pulls you right back. So we have to change both the mindset, the identity, and the speech. Your speech is never going to be 100%, 100% of the time. So when you experience disfluencies like we all do, when your mindset is different and your identity is different, doesn't even bother you. You don't even think about it. Just like other people, when they have disfluencies, they don't think about it. It doesn't bother them because their identity is different. Their mindset is different. Um, there was a question about, and this, this is a little different than what we're talking about, but it's related. So there's a question about if there's any tips or tricks for when you're speaking, but you need to think about something before saying it uh, so that you don't have to use um, 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 um. So Yes, we're just going to give you a couple of quick ones now. Speaking slower, believe it or not, when you slow your speech down, because our brains are very, very powerful, and when you slow your speech down, like I've been doing this whole time, there are times where I've slowed down like I'm doing now, my brain is going out and it's thinking about the answer to your question or some answers while I'm taking my time speaking and I'm pausing. Sometimes I'm extending some words. So my brain's going out, grabbing some answers, and once I get those answers in, then I can speak a little faster. So I don't have to use a lot of ums and ahs because I'm taking my time. If I were going faster, then I'd have to use a lot of filler words to fill the space that I feel like I need to fill while I'm thinking. Does that make sense? So slowing your speech down, using transitional words. How do you slow your speech down? There's extending extending your words. There's pausing, right? And then there's using transitional words like and, or so, or well. Doing all of those things gives your brain time to go out, get the information, bring it back. In addition, it keeps you 
calmer, right? You're in more control of your speech. So you feel less anxious or you don't feel anxious at all. And now you're able to access via your prefrontal cortex, the content that you need. If you're speaking real fast and you start getting anxious and you start using a lot of filler words, you start getting anxious, right? And then you start getting cloudy and you forget what you want to say. All right. Great question. Uh, Julius. Yes. Yes, sir. yes, sir. I do have something to add on to that as well. Yeah. Is I did notice that when I did not know something or I had to think about it, I started getting anxious and then that caused me to rush, mentally rush and physically rush. So, and then I started to get into the loop. Um, I learned, as you says, uh, as you said, that you start slow and you take your time. How do I do that? I learned from the program that I just say to myself, oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. And I just breathe right through it. You know, I just say that to them. And when I'm saying to them, oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. Uh, let me see. And then when I do that, I'm slowing myself down. I'm thinking while I say that as an intro. And then I start to, words start coming into my mind. And then I start to explain it. If I cannot find the answer to anything, then I just say, well, uh, right now I do not can't recall but let me get back to you real quick see like that lets you stay you know calm throughout like you don't have to rush to give them an answer you know they don't it's on your time don't worry about what they think they want you to hurry up don't even worry about that just do it on your own time you know exactly exactly um yeah thanks for that that that's awesome strategy that absolutely works. You take back control. You do it on your own time. You have some things that you can say, that's a great question. Let me think about that. <clears throat> Gives you time to think. So we got a couple of other great questions in here. Um, wow. Let's see. There's, there's one question that was in here. Uh, gentleman asked it. I just want to get to this. Do you think the self-study will help also? Five years ago, then an expensive program didn't help me, so I wanted to start with the self-study. What are your thoughts on that? So, you know, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to do the work, everything is there. We are also improving and building out our community. Like I said, we're getting ready to launch a Facebook group. We currently have a Slack group, but we're getting ready to shift over to a, a Facebook group, and we are getting ready to start doing practice sessions at least a couple times a month. You guys will be grandfathered into that. Everything is in self-study. The whole system, the whole process is there. Once you understand that this is not about the stopping of stuttering, right? really the focus of this program is not really to help you stop stuttering. It's to help you become an excellent speaker, right? Which is kind of what we're saying. If you focus on techniques and tools and tricks and processes to help you stop stuttering, you're probably going to get frustrated and you're probably going to continue to stutter. But if you focus on becoming a smooth speaker, an excellent speaker, then you're automatically, I put it like this, if you're speaking smoothly 95, 96, 97% of the time, because that's what you've been practicing, that's what you've been, then you can't be stuttering 40% or 30%. Or 50% or 60, right? You can't. You can only have disfluencies 5% or 3% or 2%, whatever's left over. So we don't need to focus on helping you to stop stuttering or stop blocking. 
all we need to focus on is to help you speak smoother and smoother and smoother and clearer and calmer and more confidently. So will it help you? Yes, because it's based on brain science. It's based on neuroplasticity, habit formation, observational learning. We've helped so many people over the years. I'm completely confident that if you believe that this can help you and you follow the process of replacing this way of thinking and this way of speaking with this way of thinking and this way, that of course, it's like learning a new language. Can you learn a new language? If you can, then you can learn a new way of speaking. If you can't, then no, this will not work for you. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If I could add to that as well, um, yeah. you know, like we said, like, you know yourself. If you think you can do the self-study on your own and held yourself accountable and you could do it through, okay, cool. I knew myself I needed a coach. Even during the one-on-one, I was going into it. Like, during the meetings with Michael, I was – discouraged. I was complaining about certain things. I had doubts here and there. I was struggling in certain situations and explaining it to him like, man, I don't know if this is working. If I did that by myself in the self-study, I would have given the program maybe one week, two weeks, and then I was done with it. The fact that he helped me through it, he said, okay, this is why you are feeling this, this, and this. It's good that you're feeling this, this, and this, and this. Now do this, this, and this so that you could be here and here and here. So definitely helped that. I was like, but here and I was like, okay, I'll do it. Fine. I'll do it. I'll stay consistent. I'll try. I'll try. And then like it started working and then the whole 80, 20 rule, like I am like a living testimony. 80% of the time I did not even, I felt like I was wasting my time and then boom, it just worked. I was like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. It's working. I'm getting experiences. I build up momentum and then I'll start getting dips, but then it was still a, a positive trajectory going upwards. And so, yeah, you, you know, the coaching definitely helps you with that along the way. So if you are one of those people who need that extra help, like I said, even during the coaching, I still needed, like I was still struggling mentally. So much energy was being put through it. So I definitely advise the coaching. Yeah. Uh, Rory has a question about when I slow down to not use filler words, it gives my brain more time to anticipate, right? To think about the words and think about the words that I'm going to struggle with. And so then, um, and so then I start to hesitate more. Well, remember, whatever we're saying today is just one thing. This is a holistic system Remember, there's three aspects. There's your speech, there's your thinking, your mindset, and there's your identity. It all works together. Everything in the system from the videos to the audios to the practices to actually getting out and using what you're learning, right? We have a daily blueprint that we give you. You do all these things every day. And what it does is it helps you to to slow your speech down, but in a dynamic way. So when we say slow down, we're not talking about dragging your speech, talking about fast and slow, fast and slow. You may need to focus a little more on the slower side of things, but you're also not thinking about the words. You're thinking about Vic and Rick, or you're thinking about your model, right? So you're thinking about something else and you're training yourself to speak with a flow. 
with the rhythm. Now, what happens when your speech gets easier, when you start to flow, your brain takes attention off your speech. You start thinking about normal stuff, start thinking about other stuff, right? Your brain takes the attention off. Why? Because your brain really doesn't want to be thinking about speech. It doesn't want to be thinking about techniques and tools and slowing down. It wants to just think about other stuff. But if you've been struggling with your speech and you've been anticipating, you've, you've created a pattern for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter why, you have this pattern of anticipating and thinking about your speech. The process changes that pattern because we help you speak smoother and the smoother you speak, that is the more success, successes you experience with your speech, the less attention you pay to it, the more natural it becomes. So then when you slow your speech down, you don't really anticipate, you're just, you're just thinking about, ah, what do I want to say about this? You're thinking about the message, the idea, not the words. It's a process. Yes, yes sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. To add to that too, um, our brain doesn't want to work any harder than it wants to. It wants the easy way out. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a battle definitely mentally and physically like it's supposed to be hard it's supposed to be tough you are changing habits that are mental and physical so the brain doesn't want to do any work so you have to force it you have to keep on being consistent with it there's nothing that you can do one time in one moment that's going to change the rest the trajectory of your speech this has to be like consistent repetition over time right there Con consistency repetition and time those three things together together then you will see the progress if you lose any of those three it's just not going to work like you will see some some progress but not fully so just want to add that on to you sir thank you perfect so we have another question about when i block i stop and take a breath and relax but when i try again i still can't begin so i believe you're talking about you do those things and you can't get started you can't get can't get the air flowing once again there's a there's a long term process that's happening right when you're doing the modeling and you're doing all this stuff and you're getting out and you're practicing just like again speaking another language certain things just start to happen you may not see it at first right it's called the law of accelerating acceleration. But you may not see it happening at first, but it will just click. All of a sudden you'll be like, bam, only because you've been doing the process that you can just get started speaking easier. I had a little program called How to Get Started Speaking Easier. Short term, using, yeah. No, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Um, short term, believe it or not, using introductory words, like just using one word, like a so, or an, a quiet ah, sometimes, ah, like, ah, let's see, ah, let, let me see, so let me get, like, so just using some introductory words or quiet sounds or something can get you started. Just me using yes, sometimes I'll go and I'll order food. And I'll say, yes, let me get the blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't do that because I feel like I'm going to get stuck. I just It's a habit. 
So doing these things and believing that they're going to work. Now, will they work 100% of the time whenever you use these words? Well, probably not. But using those introductory words and sounds along with the long-term strategy, that's going to work 100% of the time, right? So you can't just pick the tips and say, okay, great, I got the tips. Let me just use this because, yeah, it's going to work sometimes. It might work most of the time uh, or it might not <laughs> But they will work in conjunction with this long-term process. Go ahead, Julius. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Just to add on to that, too, um, I hope I say the name right, Castria. Uh, reading your message. Uh, similarly, when I block, I stop and try to breathe and relax. But when I try again. So from that, I assume that you know that you are in a block, you're stuck, and you stop. And then you breathe and then you start speaking again. That's actually good that that like you're not getting into the loop. Because a lot of us, we get into the loop. Like once we get stuck or stumble, now we can't stop it. It just keeps going and going and going. So the fact that you said that you were able to stop and breathe, like that's progress enough. I mean, not enough in the sense that like you're done, but that's one step closer. Now, when you do get stuck, you're changing a habit of not going into the loop again. You're stopping and you're breathing. So you're not going you know, into that cycle, that vicious cycle again. So now the goal is to start speaking again and then going into it slowly like what Michael says. Because you says, when I'm relaxed, or maybe I think I am. So you stop the cycle, you breathe, you feel relaxed, and now it's hard to get back into the sentence. Okay, well, the hard part is now getting easier, like getting out of that loop. Now starting all over again. Okay. So, so Michael says, you practice starting easier, extending the first few words of your sentences, using intro words and sounds, and then it starts to click. Now you habitually stop the loop, and now habitually you can start easily again. So it, it's all just process. It's time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So don't don't just take one thing and try it and say, oh, OK, I tried to use introductory words and I still couldn't get started. Remember, that's just one small part of the entire process. When you're doing all the other stuff, it makes the tools work better. Right. It makes the tips and tricks work better. That's why we say it's a holistic system. I generally don't like to give tips and tricks because people try it and it works sometimes and it doesn't work other times. Well, we expect that because it's not, we design this as a holistic system because we know that it takes the whole thing to work. Even just self-talk, what you say to yourself, boosting your confidence. Having, make, I have one client who says she just tells herself she's relaxed. She's relaxed when she speaks. She, she feels, I feel relaxed. I feel relaxed. Just that alone can cause you to be able to get started speaking easier. We're not even talking about any uh, physical speaking techniques, just telling herself to relax, right? So everything works together. If somebody had a question here, is it Krishan? Krishan or Krishan? My stutter is 80% speech blocks, 20% actual stuttering repetition. Okay, so blocking, bam, can't get anything out for whatever reason. Um, does this address that? Absolutely. Any kind of stuttering stammering, 
blocking, even if people can't even tell that you're stuttering. We have people who are kind of undercover, covert. No one can tell. They might even speak well most of, most of the time. There might just be a couple of letters or words that they get stuck. The system covers everything. Even if you don't stutter at all, but you want to just improve your speech because you speak too fast or you speak in a choppy way or when you're under pressure, you begin to stumble or struggle. The system covers the whole thing. It doesn't matter. I've had people recently, a lady who came in who's severe and she's now speaking smoothly. When you get the email or the replay, I popped in there, Joyce's before video. And that was just, just one instance. And I have probably hundreds, if not thousands of other ones, but people don't give me permission to show them, believe it or not. They just, just don't want to. And I don't force people. Some people are okay with me showing their before. Um, but I've had people severe. So yes, doesn't matter. This will work for you. Can we? Yes, once the webinar is closed, you will probably within an hour or so get a replay. Okay, let me see if there's any other questions. Julius, do you see any other questions that we didn't answer? I am looking through. I know there's a private chat and then there's the public chat. Oh, okay. um, oh, someone mentioned, if, if you're still on here, they mentioned that they wanted to meet with me. There's a button there. Yeah. And so you just go on there and you see when I'm available and then you book your session according to that time. Okay. Um, also, you'll get the same link in your email to book a session with me. And remember, these sessions are not for just exploration. It's not for free coaching. It's for people who, even if you want to get the self-study, but you're ready now, but you have some questions, I can answer those questions. You want to do the coaching, you're financially able now or within you know, a week or something. Then you book your session and I'll answer your questions then. You don't have to proceed, but you just need to be ready. This prevents people just from really taking the time away from other people who are ready or from my coaching and they're not really ready or they're not really serious. Okay. So yes, you can go ahead and arrange a time um, using the link or links that are up on the screen. Julius, do you see any other questions? Um, let's see. Well, Graham Walters added another one. He said, do we get a mail with the link? Uh, I suppose he means an email with the link to replay this webinar. I think we would answer that one, sir. So, Yes, you will get an email and they'll and it will have a link to replay the webinar. Absolutely. And then I think you addressed Anna Lee Steen. I hope I pronounced it right. I apologize if I haven't. She says... I need to go now, but would like a call back, but I cannot tonight. Can we arrange time tomorrow afternoon after 2 p.m. Dubai, uh, Dubai time? Okay. So then, yeah, that was when I said oh, okay. that, that um, she'll get an email with a link to arrange a time, and then she can do that then. There's a couple other ones here on the regular chat. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel and Castria. Um, when I focus on breathing and try to change it, it gives me more stuttering. So again, we have we have a just one basic stutter, breathing exercise, a seven seven seven. There are obviously lots of other ones that you can do, but we find that this one works really well. When you practice this on a regular basis, 
along with the free flow speaking exercise, and we, we've added something called free flow modeling, along with modeling, when you do all those things, it absolutely does the opposite of what you just said. It, it, so it doesn't increase that, it decreases it. But we have very specific exercises that involve breathing that helps you uh, when you're speaking to decrease and eliminate stuttering. So that's my answer to that. So it's not just focusing on breathing, but it's how you're focusing on breathing. And then what else are you focusing on? Because if the only thing you're focusing on is breathing, or you're focusing on uh, saying certain words, or using certain techniques, that can have a negative impact on your speech in the short term or the long term, right? I speak enough Spanish that I learned, but stammer more. Daniel, can you ask that another way? I'm just trying to understand what the question is. Michael, do you stammer when speaking Spanish? Aha. Um, sí. <laughs> Cuando yo hablo español, un poquito. Uh, no puedo decir lo que yo quiero decir. Uh, como yo quiero. So, yes, I do more. I do. And I understand what it feels like for people right now who block, can't say what they want. Um, I don't do repetitions in Spanish, but definitely block, definitely get stuck. Want to say something, can't say it in the moment. Uh, need to substitute all those things. But guess what? Because I know this process I also have seen myself just over the last couple of months become more and more fluent because I'm going out and I'm speaking more, right? When I go get my haircut, I try to speak Spanish to the barber. When I go out on a Friday or Saturday, I speak Spanish with my friends. So my confidence is increasing. My nervousness is going down. I'm creating more successful Spanish speaking experiences. And so I am blocking or getting stuck less and less, and I'm becoming more and more fluent. So I know if I go someplace where I have to speak Spanish every day, it's going to give me a headache, but I know within a week, my Spanish is going to be pretty smooth, right? Because of this process. And if I model someone, let's take it to a whole nother level, and I do affirmations like and or self-talk, and I say, wow, I speak Spanish so smoothly. I love speaking Spanish. That's going to take it up another notch. So the answer is yes, I still stutter, literally stutter when I'm speaking Spanish, but it's getting less and less because I'm putting more and more attention to it. Okay, thank you for that. Um, all right, any other questions that you see? If not, then we're going to just have some last encouraging words from you, Julius, and then we will wrap it up. I'd just like to hang out and make sure that we're answering as many yes. as yeah. Yes, I don't see any more questions right now. But yes, I want to just give some encouraging words. I'm glad that there are people here watching this webinar. And if this is the first time you have been exposed to this program, to Michael Williams, um, I just say congratulations. This is like one step forward. Like you want to obviously change your speech. If you are here, there's a reason for it. So I command you. I think this is amazing that you are here and that you are uh, thinking about taking that step 
that next step into the speaker. And I know a lot of this is just information being thrown at you and maybe you don't know what to think about this, but I'm glad that there are testimonial videos on the YouTube page. And I'm grateful that mine is on there too. Um, I know someone asked about mine and that Michael Williams uh, has uh, posted it somewhere. Um, and so go on YouTube, type my name in the Pro 90 Day uh, page, watch my videos. I think I have four of them on there and you can see the progression, especially watch the first one. <laughs> that is real. That is raw, unfiltered. That is me. I have witnesses, family, friends, everybody that know me. So that is definitely not fake. And so if it seemed, if it looks too good to be true, well, I, I, like that's a compliment. That is literally a compliment. Like I'm glad I want people to think, oh no, this is way too good to be true. There's no way. That is a compliment. That is the testimony to this program. So I, you know, encourage everybody Take that step. If it's the self-study, awesome. It's still a step. If it's the coaching, awesome. Another step. So, yes, uh, I think that's all I wanted to say about that. Thank you, Julius. Well, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I'm just going to – I'm going to say a little something else. And I'm just going to say that the links are there, but you also if, – if you're watching this and or you registered for this, you're going to get some emails over the next 24 hours – that have the links to book uh, a session with me. There should also be a place if you need to do some more research on the coaching or the self-study, there should be a link in there where you can go look at that first. But there'll be links in there for you to uh, take advantage of the $100 off now or for you to book a session with me. If you've already been watching me and you don't need to speak with me, then some people just go straight in and purchase the package that they want. In fact, a lot of people do that because they've already been watching me for years. So then you can do that if you want. If you have questions about where's this link, where's that, um, then you can email us. You can just reply back to the email that you get. You're also going to see one of Julius's video where there's a before and after. That will be in the, I think in the replay email. So there's going to be a replay of this. And then beneath that, there should also be another video and that'll be Julius's before and after. So you'll get to see that there too. All right. So Julius, anything else before I close it out? Or I want to say, I appreciate you, sir, Michael Williams, for this opportunity to be back on here and to help others as well. Thank you, Julius. And we'll have you back uh, soon, man. hundred percent. Okay. okay, we'll see everyone later. Hey there, my name is Michael Williams, Pro 90 founder and smooth speech coach. Are you tired of struggling with your speech? Ready to transform your life and boost your confidence? Then it's time for you to enroll in my Pro 90 D private laser focus coaching program. I can only say is thanks. I'm due to Pro 90D and Michael and the support and how he's just changed my life and my speech. I honestly think that if not for the laser focused coaching with Michael, I wouldn't be where I am right now. It's just impossible. Don't let speech struggles hold you back. Book your call or enroll today. Let's take the first step towards a smoother, more confident you. Let's do it together.
Book your call or enroll today.